Fish Cast, and I want to talk a little bit. I mean, we'll talk. We're not going to get. We're not draft nicks. We're not going to do a lot of mock drafts, but we'll mention our players, some guys that we like. But check this out, Fish. I got the hottest of hot takes from on Caleb Williams for our old buddy Mike Farrell, the quote unquote godfather of recruiting, the uh, the the one time rivals guy, and. He mentions Caleb in his uh, fact or fiction thing. Let me see if I can pull it up. It is is quite interesting. Uh, All right. So the question, so his fact or fiction is Caleb Williams is a generational talent. His take is that's fiction. But check this out. The term generation talent, that's his writing, not mine, is thrown around way too often. Almost like a generation is a year or two. What about Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow coming out of college? Heck, what about Patrick Mahomes? If we count a generation as 10 years, which is a stretch, there's no way Caleb Williams is that talent. Okay, fine. But he continues on. He's good. He's overrated badly, but he's still good. Williams can make magic, but he's also not a team player. He's in it for himself, and I don't think he has the personality to lead a group of NFL men. Leadership is a huge component of generational talent, as we've seen with Tom Brady, who nobody thought was a generational talent, by the way, and Patrick Mahomes, and what we've seen, and what we have seen glimpses of from Burrow, Lawrence, Josh Allen, and others. Williams will not be a successful quarterback in the NFL despite his talent. And he's far from generational. Okay, here's part of that. Now, whether you think he's going to be good or bad, it's a it's a 50-50 opposition. It's like the easiest thing in the world. Either he's going to be good or they're going to be bad. So it's like you got a 50-50 shot of being right. Lot of, a, a lot of accusations thrown out there from a guy who's not employed. <laughs> doesn't probably doesn't have a lot of insight. He's not a team player. Based on what? He's in it for himself. Based on what? Like, do you, do you just watching the games, you get, oh, he's not a team player. Look at him. Look at him. Throw the ball. Where do we get some of this shit from, Charles? I think the hot take now, and it's just, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's politics, it's football, it's everything now is you have to say something negative or for it to be a hot take because – that's just a load of crap. And honestly, that's why he's been fired. And I never respected the guy when he was hired at any of these things. I never saw him at one event. And honestly, he could kiss my ass as far as I'm concerned. Caleb Williams is none of those things. He's a He is a great player. He is one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in the last 15 years. Maybe he needs to go back and watch his first game against Texas uh, when he was at Oklahoma. Um, I, I just think it's easy for people to just criticize greatness. And I've talked about this. We talked about it uh, with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, one of our close friends didn't want to admit that Patrick Mahomes was very good. And now it's like, all right, yeah, yeah that quietness has been deafening. All right. For the, yeah. uh, you don't hear about Patrick Mahomes. Now we still hear that, you know, uh LeBron James is 52 and he was 25 when he left high school but you know like that stuff 
it's all bull crap. And honestly, it's, it's, I, I don't believe in knocking people. Every, the problem is, and, and we could talk about this, every guy that's a top five player in the draft, whether it's NBA, whether it's uh, NFL, whether it's hockey or any of these other sports, you could find a fault in any kid. And what happens is the more or longer a kid plays in college, they say it helps them, but I honestly think it hurts them. I think if Caleb had gone out last year, there's less to pick on. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. He, Where was he going to go outside of winning a national title? He couldn't have played at a higher level than he did the year before. It was impossible. It's no different than Jameis. Jameis yeah. had that great first year. Uh, Trevor had it. It's very hard to take that game to a next level. So then you have these idiots that decide, well, you know what? I'm going to tear this kid apart because they do have a lesser second year. And it's just an easy route to go. Um, listen, Trevor, I, Caleb Williams and Drake May are the two top quarterbacks in the draft, period. That's my opinion. I think they're the two best quarterbacks to come out at the top of the draft probably in the last 10 years. Now, there's it's a very deep draft. you got – uh, the Daniels kid who we both liked, I, I got in, I don't know how many arguments I got that people told me Jordan Travis was the better player. We've seen how that worked out. Um, Jaden ended up the better player. He won the Heisman trophy. He's going to be a first round pick. He was an elite talent at Arizona state. He just needed to go to a better program to prove himself. And he proved it at LSU, but there's a lot of very good quarterbacks in this draft, but Caleb is special. Uh, I, I don't care what anybody says. I've watched him enough. I've seen him take a third and 13 and he can make plays. He's the one quarterback that does not have to play. He can play behind the sticks, even in the NFL, that he's very similar to Patrick in that situation that no matter what situation he's in, he can still get a first down on third down. Not a, not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. They have to play in the front of the sticks they got to play in positive situations. they got to be in situations that benefit them because with adversity, they're not as good. I think Caleb's as good as any kid that's come out in the last 10, 15 years, and I don't care what he did this year. He he didn't have a number one receiver. He didn't have a run game. Their offensive line was very mediocre. He had to do a lot. Um, and listen, he had to score outscore teams. You saw USC's defense. That's demoralizing for any offense that you have to score 50 just to be in a game, let alone win it. Yeah, and I don't really get the where did the he's not a team player narrative come from? And like based on what? Like I don't I don't like I don't it's a hot take to say that. It's it's controversial and you know he I guess he's trying to make a name for himself. You know me, I've I've always I've always been a very while I'll be critical of somebody, I just, unless I know somebody personally, I'm not going to sit there and say, uh, the kid's not a team player. Did he, was he in that USC locker room? And did people at USC tell him that? I seriously doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. You like, where are you getting this? Where are you getting this line of garbage from? I will say this. I think that post combine and we'll, we'll have another podcast post combine, obviously. Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams discussion will be interesting because I just think Jaden, I think two things. I think Caleb might not, it's going to be, I'm curious to see where he measures out at. And now when you get into NFL, you get into a lot of, a lot of measurable numbers. 
And I think Jaden's going to measure out bigger than people think. I think he's a bigger kid than people think. I think he's going to put on a little bit of muscle during this off time. And it's just going to have people thinking. Because I think Jaden's going to come in around 6'3", around 225 pounds. And you see the running, you see the the ability with that. You're basically getting kind of a bigger Jalen Hurts with a little bit more of an advanced passing tree at this at his young stage in his life. And I think that's gonna that's gonna give teams something to think about. I, I really do. So I'm curious about him. I'm curious about the Drake May. Yeah, I'm really curious about what people think of Drake May too, because he just hasn't played as much football as the other two guys have. I mean, Jaden, even though I think Jaden is only a couple months older than Caleb, Jaden's got five years in college. Well, I mean, he started as a freshman or yeah. played as a freshman, plus he had yeah. a COVID year. Uh, he's been around a long time. And yeah, I think, you know, those extra, you know, you look at extra 20 starts almost. I think it's a, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. You know, again, it's not, and you know, we're not, we're not, I'm not knocking anybody. And, you know, I just said, I think Jaden might, might, the, the, well, how he measures, how he measures up might thwart him into a discussion for being the number one player taken. I just, I just see, I just have this feeling. Well, Caleb's, Caleb's listed at six one. I think he's going to be a shade over six, like six foot and three quarters. I don't think, I don't okay. think he's going to be five ten or five eleven. I no, don't think he ain't Bryce Young. No. Yeah, he's not Bryce Young. I don't think he's Bryce Young. He's a bigger body type than Big Bryce. Body. Yeah, thick, I mean thick. he's very thick. Um, he's taller more. Russell he's Wilson. yeah, a taller Russell Wilson or a Jalen Hurts, where he's just yeah. a thicker kid. Um, I, I don't think his size is going to affect him that much. I agree, Jaden. What's his uh Drake's gonna measure it in at like six four, two hundred and twenty-five, yeah. maybe two hundred and thirty. Sure, you ain't worried about where Drake yeah. measures that. Yeah. You're more just worried about how many, how much he's played. And I think that you you know, unfortunately for him, he's just gonna get dragged in with a bunch of kids who haven't played as much college football. It's not his fault. He went out there, he started two years, did a hell of a job, I thought, carrying a team that would have probably been a five hundred team without him. Like yeah. I, I love Drake May. I, yeah. I really do. Like I love, I love, you know, I love what he's capable of. But Jaden Daniels, I'm telling you, that's the one to watch. That is the one I think that's really gonna. I think people are gonna come away from the combine being a little bit more infatuated with him. Well, there'll be one, two, three. I think you're gonna see that those three kids go one, two, three in the draft. It's gonna be kind of like the uh, Achilles Smith, uh, Tim Couch. I, I just think these kids will end up having better careers. But I think it's a one, yeah. two, three situation there. Who's uh, anybody else you watching out for in the upcoming, like the combine draft kind of somebody that's you're keeping an eye on? I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how Keon Coleman does. I think he's somebody that had a great start of last year. And then I think he got beat up a little bit and wasn't as effective, but I think both of us agree that Keon's a really talented player that just uh, if he, you know, it's one of those situations where some of these guys have kind of, he was really the number two guy after the first half of the season. And then you saw guys like Malik neighbors and a few other guys at Dunze probably jump in front of him. But I think Keon's a guy that if he drops down later in the draft, maybe to the bucks to replace um, Mike Evans, if he leaves or, and, and please don't, if you don't want to see the chiefs win any more super bowls, don't let him fall down to KC because oh, I really, I really think he's a guy that Mahomes would like to be throwing the football to. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. A big target like that. Uh, you know, I'm curious about seeing where Michael Penix Jr. ends up at. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't think his – I think his medicals are going to be a concern for some teams. Um, I think – but he's been healthy for the last couple of years. Obviously, he's got a lot of tools. He's spent a lot of time in college ball. I, I'm hoping – he can kind of get in that Lamar Jackson area where he gets late, late first round. A good team might trade him in the first round to grab him. Yeah. Or, I know, think and- I, I think he's one. Of, listen, I love Penix. I think he either goes late first round, second, or he drops to later in the draft. I'm talking like sixth, seventh round. I don't think there's going to be an in between. And you know how that is. I've I've been following the NFL draft forever, like you. Once you don't get drafted in those first two rounds. You, you you hear that yeah. it's it's just it's you get later in the second day because teams don't draft quarterbacks in the third or fourth round they they draft other positions and you've seen it so many times that guys like Kuiper are like oh my god this guy's the best available why is he still there in the third round and fourth round and fifth round and they slide and, yeah. and it could it could be a situation where he ends up in a situation I'm not saying Mister Relevant and Brock Purdy but he could go in that fifth sixth seventh round if he doesn't go early in the draft. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a, I I could definitely see a situation where he slides. Cause like you said, you get in the third round, fourth round teams are generally trying to see if they can find those starters along the line. They're trying to find, can can they find that nose guard that can start and they find that offensive guard, those, those, those trench players at those positions, you find a lot of those guys get picked in the third, fourth round and quarterback just becomes kind of a, you know, it, it 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 just it's a casualty. Like either you picked or like you said, picked earlier, pick late, because if you're most teams aren't in a position to pick a quarterback in the fourth round. Like, yeah. you know, because it's just a it's it's because they got more pressing needs. Well, the thing that. is, is most of the teams that draft quarterbacks earlier teams that need them this year. Most yeah. of the guys as they get drafted lower and lower, they're really bad. You know, you're drafting them as a backup, as a developmental guy. So are you going to use a high end pick on a guy that's not going to start the next two years? It's somebody that um, is going to play maybe down the road and you, you're looking for starters. Like you said, most teams look for starters in those you know third, fourth, fifth round because they're trying to fill up depth. You look yeah. at a KC you look at Seattle, those teams draft very well in the middle to late rounds. And they, they're yes. looking, they're filling needs because they're paying their quarterback all that money that they can't, they got to find guys that could come in and play and a quarterback can't, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is there a player, I guess I'll call it the uh, Jordan love factor. Is there a QB out there that you look at that you say, if he can get a year or two, on the bench, gathering up data that he could come in and really, that he could come in and be really good, like by 2026 or something. I, I think there's a couple quarterbacks. I, you know, I think Sam Hartman's going to be one of those guys that intrigues me to see where he goes because I think he has a lot of starts. He was a very productive player. Um, he did a lot of good things in college. Can he be a Kirk Cousins type quarterback? one of those guys that develops down the road. I think he's one of those guys. There's there's other guys. It's a very deep draft for quarterbacks. Your favorite player, Bo Nix. Oh, so, uh, somebody's going to draft Bo Nix. Oh, It'll probably be the Bucks because you got to cover him for the next four years. So they got to Bo Nix and Kyle Trask together. What, yeah. what should they possibly do? 
Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I'm curious about? Who takes a flyer on Spencer Rattler? And what yeah. kind of what, what are they getting at this stage? Here's a kid who was who was Mr. Everything. He came into his second year as a Heisman favorite. He absolutely flamed out. Goes to South Carolina, up and down. You wonder, are you getting a humble kid at this point? A kid that's just that's been through the wreck? Are you still getting the Spencer Rattler that was for three, four years ago, and I, I don't know what you're getting. He's he is definitely bipolar as a quarterback. I it's just it's just <laughs> crazy. You don't know what you're getting. He was so good at the end of two seasons ago. You could argue he was one of the better quarterbacks. And I I mean I don't know what he did at South Carolina last year. It wasn't he? Did, they didn't make a noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Like a year before in South Carolina, he had that big game against Tennessee. And then they came out and beat Clemson. So you were wondering, was that going to be like the turning point for him? And he played well in that bowl game against Notre Dame, I remember. But this year he was just kind of blank. You know, he did. He kind of went back to flatlining as, you know, middle, middle of the road quarterback, you know, just a guy. So I'm curious. Uh, he's another kid that I think will probably measure out okay, will probably get some people's attention. If he, if he decides to work out, I think he'll absolutely get some attention with some of his skill set. But again, there's a lot. There's a lot. Unlike a lot of these guys you don't know about, there's a lot of film to watch with Spence. Like you've got plenty of film and plenty of opportunities to see this kid play to know what his strengths and his weaknesses are. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you got. There's a lot of guys uh, that are going to be available in this draft that you're, you you wonder where they're going to go. I mean, two his brothers going to be in this draft. Yeah. Um, you got this kid, Austin Reed, who played at Western Kentucky and put up monster numbers. Um, Spencer Rattler, like you talked about. Uh, there's, there's a lot of guys that have put up a ton of stats. Um, you know, even you look, Carter Bradley from South Alabama, a, a Tampa kid. Uh, yeah. from from or not he may have been from Jacksonville I can't Jackson. remember but he's an, you know another guy that you look at to see where he's at Joe Milton um you know there's guys in this draft that are probably going to get a, t- a look at um uh, it's a very deep draft for quarterbacks so all right well, all right we're going to be back we got we got another segment coming up we're going to do a little bit of Check out some of the odds. There's already been odds posted on who's going to win the national title in 2024. And a little bit of rapid fire as one uh, one Miami native comes back home. And I'll get your opinions on that. More of the Fish Cast coming up. Mm-hmm.